Sunday morning, that magical time of the week when shoes sprout wings. When you reheat your coffee three different times and then forget it in the microwave. When nobody has to go potty until you're halfway out the door. Right on cue. Fortunately, the Church Center app is here to help. Here, give it a try. Just choose each kid who's checking in and get your code. That was easy. When you get to church, just scan the QR code at a check-in station and your labels automatically print. Mmm, instant labels. Amen. We're big time now. We know we got an app and everything. So um, just like the video said, if you have the Church Center app, you can go to the bottom right-hand corner. Your whole family should pop up there. Crazy how they know that. Um, I tried to check myself into the kindergarten class but uh, just so I could take a look at it. But um, that's going to be awesome. There's a self-check-in thing there, and they're going to print all the labels for you. You're going to skip the line, and you're actually going to get some seats in here. You're not going to have to wait till we leave anymore. Um, Thank God for the announcements because we got a few. So I hope you all are with me this morning. I hope you're ready for them. Uh, first one, we'll start with the biblical citizenship class. That one starts tonight, actually. Um, they're actually in person and on Zoom. So like I said, we're big time, guys. We're online and everything. Uh, that's going to start at 6 p.m. tonight. And uh, you can go on to their website, which is a link from our website. Uh, there's some information on there about the workbook, too. I believe you can get it from them uh, for $20, or you can order it online yourself. We also have the No Longer Clueless class with Brother Richard Copps, which is starting next Sunday. Um, and he actually spoke at the men's breakfast yesterday. And let me tell you, it's going to be a great class. Um, he gave a, a great um, sermon yesterday morning during the men's breakfast, and he's going to have something great for us. It's going to be for five weeks, starting next Sunday. That's going to be 9 a.m. in the red room. So for all you overachievers who like to get here early, we finally got something for you. And, uh, of course, the reason they put me up here is because we have a youth announcement, too. Um, is there anything important coming up? Any big holiday? Yeah. Easter's coming up, right? We are having Easter with HBC Youth. Um, you guys, this... Uh, Sunday that's coming up very soon is very important. How many of you know that Easter is a big day for us? Yeah. Hallelujah. So we are taking all the youth students, 6th to 12th grade. We are starting off at 10 a.m. in the Red Room. We're going to have some games. We're going to have worship for them. But most importantly, we are going to preach about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we're going to give them an opportunity to dedicate their lives to Jesus during our service on that Sunday. And also, we're going to invite them not only just to give their life to Jesus, but to live their life for Jesus. How many of you know that giving your life to Jesus is not the end, it's just the beginning? Amen. And so that's what we're believing for, for that Sunday. So if you have kids, grandkids, make sure they're here on Easter because we have something for them. Amen. Y'all thought you were done. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Pam is going to come up and share some more announcements here. She's got her own mic. Look at that. She's got her own mic. 
grab the dinosaur. <laughs> oh. I saw a wee. I saw a wee. Go sit back here. Did I hurt you too? I saw a wee. Oh, oh my goodness. Did you enjoy that, that first video? Because that was me this morning. Actually, kudos to all you mommies. I love you mommies. It's been a while since I've been a mommy. And, um, and... I'm still a mommy, that's true, but I'm a Grammy, but oh my goodness, shoes, taking wings, I, I seen all that come to life today, it was amazing, <laughs> I was telling someone, I was feeding the dogs, and um, you know, you're already running, 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 and I went to go put the dog's food down, and just as I did, the puppy jumped, and then dog food went all over the kitchen floor, I ain't got time for that, it's, you know, dogs are going to do without, and I got to clean it when I get home, but anyway... Um, I'm excited about the self-check-in because it's very important. We want to protect our kids, and we want your children, you know, you want you to feel safe that your kids are checked in, and no one can check your kids out without that little label. And uh, we're going to be sending you information, too, because parents, you know, and I'm sure that they explain that to you at the table, if something goes wrong, um, if your child is not feeling good, um, you know, or something, we are able to text you, text message you. And so you'll want to have your phone on buzz and so that we can contact you with, you know, or if you want to even know how your kid's doing in class, we can certainly even send you an update um, on that. So very exciting. A um, couple things is that next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and we're going to be doing this um, bucket, what do I call it, activity, egg-stivity for the family. I'll, I'll play on words there. And um, there is seven eggs in here, and they're all color-coded. This beautiful gold one is going to be on Easter, but this is a family event, or not event, family activity that you will pick up, be able to pick up on Sunday of next week, and each, what's going to happen is each day as a family, you'll open an egg, and there's going to be an activity for you to do. It's basically, you're going to, you're going to create something, recreate something, and then take a selfie, and then you're going to post the selfie on Harvest Bible Church um, webpage. And so we're all going to, you know, all of you that want to participate, if you would like to participate, I will have um, papers for those of you who, you know, we're going to try to keep these buckets for the families with children. But if you, Pastor and I are going to participate, just want to see, um, for instance, you'll have to, the very first egg, we're going through the life of Christ. What happened when Jesus was born? He was born, I guess. There we go. <laughs> so you've got to recreate the birth of Christ somehow as a family, take a selfie, and then post it up. And then there's a fun, there's a cake in here. It's actually called a Funfetti cake. And so you as a family can actually bake a cake together and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Just something we want to do as a fun activity for families. And then um, coming up the following Friday is Good Friday. And Good Friday is a fabulous Friday because we are going to be having our journey to the cross. And um, we had a lot of volunteers last week. I still have some openings. So, you know, there's nothing more exciting, I think, than getting involved um, with, with something that is, you know, is about like Easter and Christmas. I love getting involved in those things and sharing the life of Christ with people who don't know Christ. This is your opportunity to invite people. Um, They can come to this event, especially your your friends with neighbors with children. You want them to come to this event. We're planning for at least 100 children to come, and they will journey through the the stages of Jesus Christ all the way from entering into the city and then going to, um, of course, then empty to 
tomb. Amen. And um, it's a lot of fun. If you want to see Pastor Mark dressed like a Roman soldier, this is your opportunity. And um, we have quite a few Roman soldiers, and you know they they do such a. I think that's the coolest one. I mean, everybody else is cool, but the Roman soldiers look so cool. And um, we have Mary, the sister of Lazarus, that's going to be there. We have. Well, still working on the donkey. We're still working on the donkey. But we have plan B for a donkey if that if that fails. But um, we have just all kinds of really fun things. And then the children get to do something, um, participate, uh, in, like in the Passover, just learning things about what happened that Jesus walked through. Amen? And I love Pat. Pat, are you here? Yeah, there she is. I saw you. There she is. Miss Pat is amazing. She is, uh, she's the one I told you that she, you know, she'll push her stick down and say right here is 2022 but when you cross over you are going back 2000 years ago and she really gets you set up for the whole thing really exciting you do such a great job pat <laughs> oh i stole her line sorry i borrowed it from you so yeah so anyway i will be in the back today if you would like to participate like i said i need people in the concession stand we are serving we always do this as an outreach ministry so we're going to be serving street tacos cooked by our very own pat palos yeah and um and his wife juanita and they were fabulous last year there you are they were fabulous they went like that and so you get um so like i said so it's it's an outreach to really minister so you want you know parents you want to bring your kids out there you know Interestingly, we didn't have a lot of Sunday school kids show up. We had families come that didn't come to our church. So come on, parents, bring your kiddos out and um, learn about Jesus. And like I said, if you'd like to participate, you can see me in the back. And the buckets will go out next Sunday. All right, God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Junior high, you're gone. You guys go. <laughs> yeah, so on Easter, we are going to be having all those. They're going to be out of here, and all the high school are going to be out of here, too. So we'll, we'll work it all out, and we're not sure if we're going to do two services on that day or not. I've been outvoted so many times here. Remember, But we're believing God for, uh, amen, for everybody. It's just nice for everybody to be together. All right, now that we've had all of that, all of that, let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for the word of the Lord. And we thank you, Father, that Harvest Bible Church, Father, we are endeavoring to uh, reach as many people as we can reach with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you and praise you for uh, your grace and your mercy. And Lord, you are the one that knows what's going on in all the things that are taking place in this world. And none of this took you by surprise. None of this. You know the beginning and the end and you know everything in between and you have a plan and a purpose for the church. And Father, our heart's desire is to know your plan and to know your purpose and to walk it out and to be pleasing unto you. 
So, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for these wonderful folks that are here, the wonderful folks that are watching. And I ask right now that you just anoint these lips of clay. Let me speak in such a way that you'll be the most seen, you'll be the most glorified, and that you'll touch all everybody's life that's here. Let a bit just be a word in due season that just changes them, that just touches them. So I just trust you, Holy Spirit. I trust you. You are so amazing. And I thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen and amen. We'll go to a very uh, familiar passage of scripture that we all know very well. Psalms 23. Uh, you know, my, uh, my wonderful wife is working on an incredible sermon called, uh, about, well, I don't know what it's called, but it's about the table, about the tables of the Lord. And uh, uh, I'm not going to steal things from her, but I am going to preach this morning on our place at God's table and our place and what we have and what we need to do and uh, that God has a place for us and to understand, you know, we just took communion and somebody asked me one time, why don't you go down on the other half of that First uh, Corinthians chapter 11 and, and start talking about, you know, how bad the church is and how everybody's talking about each other and how all these things and, and how if they don't do that, they're going to die. And how come you don't smack them? <laughs> and uh, the reason I don't do those things for a lot of ways is because, number one, we don't have that happening at Harvest Bible Church. We have great folks. Uh, and number two is that uh, if I did share and teach on that, it's not all about not discerning the Lord's body on the negative side. It's not discerning the Lord's body on the positive side. One thing I've always found out that if you know what the goodness of God is and you know about the love of God and you know how much God has given unto you and you're busy doing what he's asked you to do and you're busy seeking him and getting the benefits and the blessings and the joy, you don't have time to sin. Because you know if you're sinning, you're not, and if you're not getting that, then you already know you are sinning, so you've got to repent to get to that place. Because that's what stops us. You know, we re- if you ever read all of the wonderful promises in the Word of God, you read about, he tells them, if you'll do this, if you'll be a willing and obedient, if you'll do all these things, you get all the, but do you know the verses after that say, if you don't, then all these bad things are going to happen. And it's amazing that we do need to teach on sin because I think we have a generation that doesn't know what sin is in some things. But on the other side of it, I always thought, man, if you just teach the goodness, this is what you get if you, if you listen. Amen? This is what you get if you do. If you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. Amen? You know, I was number three in, in my family. I had an older brother and older sister. They were always getting in trouble. They were always, you know, arguing with my parents. They were always fussing and fighting. So they were always grounded. And I thought, novel, novel idea. Why don't we talk to our parents? Why don't we just do what they ask us to do and then see how good our high school years can be? And, uh, you know, if you talk to my brother and my sister, they'll tell you their high school years were terrible. And they're only two years and three years older than me, okay? They're not that much older. If you talk to me about my high school years, woo! They were awesome. I got to do anything and everything that I wanted. Because I figured out the system. Not because I was a good kid, but I figured out the system. They do this, they're in trouble. How about we talk to them? How about we communicate? What a novel idea. Talk to your parents. That's crazy. But I did. Communicated with them. And ask. And I just, you know, of course, I did all the things I needed to do. And lest you think I didn't have things to do, I had to get up very early, feed cows, feed chickens, feed the pigs, do everything, make sure that everything was done. Come home, make sure that the lawn's mowed, garden. I mean, you know, I grew up on a farm, grew up doing, I had to work my tail off. 
you know, all the time. And uh, the key is, is that, you know, but I realize if I just do it, there's great dividends. Do you know, I just brought that over into the Bible. I brought that over into the word of God because God's a father. God knows. And God said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more am I going to give to you? See, we have this tendency to uh, blame God on a lot of things. And and we all know it's our fault. Amen. And see, God has a table for us and he has a place for us. And and I'm not going to read the whole 23rd. I'm just going to read verse five that says this. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. How many know there's a lot of enemies out there today? But how many know that God's got a table for us to get up to? We need to be able to pull up to the table. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. My cup's not half full. My cup's not full. My cup is running over. And your cup needs to be run over. So there's some blessings. There's some things that God has for us. And when we look at what God said, he said there's, there's, there's some areas that we need to grab hold of. You know, every time we have a meal, you know, usually you have a main meal, something that's your main thing. Now, I like meat. Some other people don't like, but I like meat, so I like meat. And so anyway, that's usually the main course. And then there's everything else around it. You know, amen? And it's funny about my wonderful wife, Pamela, if we don't ooh and all over what she made, then we don't get dinner for a while. We go out, we have to go out and cook, and I have to take her out. So I ooh and all every time, because the key is, because I want her to cook, okay? She's not in her right now, so she's going to get really mad at me, but that's okay. I love her. I want to get you guys getting a little too serious here on me. But um, the bad thing about it, she's she's an awesome cook, you know? First year of our marriage, she made... Cakes and pies and cookies every day. It was like, yes. And it wasn't until I was looking, where's, where's Miss Yolanda? You're the one that stopped all of me getting cookies. Because you went through the line and you said, oh, pastor, look at you. You got a little pooch. She's feeding you good. And she was. I still love you, Miss Lozan. I still love you. But I haven't gotten any dessert since. I've been married five years. This is bad. No, I'm just kidding. She does. But she bakes good. I mean, she's a really good cook. Really bad. She's awesome. She's going to come in. I'm going to get you guys. You guys always run to her. And I get smacked every Sunday afternoon. It's all good. No, it's really good. But here's the thing. If I don't ooh and ah about what she's made, then it's like, well, she didn't think we like it. It's like, no, it's awesome. It's wonderful. I cleaned my plate. What more do you want? But here, see, God, God prepares this table, and we walk up, and we pick and choose. God has prepared a table. There's all this banquet at the table. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the problem. Many people don't think they have a place. Many people don't think that they deserve to be at the table. They don't know they're invited. They don't know there's a place that has their name on it. Amen? We don't take it. But he said, I prepare you a table in the presence of your enemy. Amen? God said, I've got a table for you. There's a banquet table. God said, hey, come on. Here's what we're going to do. And God's given this to us so that we can partake of it. I mean, I'm so glad. I mean, I grew up in church, and I grew up in a church that basically gave you all the don'ts. So I've been preaching all the do's all of my life because I heard all the don'ts, and I thought, gosh, if you just do the do's, you don't have time for the don'ts. Amen. I mean, we, we see this thing, we see what goes on. And here's the thing, you know, Psalms 34, you're there in Psalms 23. Go over to Psalms 34. Hallelujah. 
In Psalms 34, verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. See, if if you don't ever taste it, now, I don't know about you, but sometimes if you look at something, it's a real hard thing to taste. If it doesn't look right or smell right, I don't eat it. But, you know, I know I can't, I can't go past the, you know, that, those two things. But still, the Bible says you've got to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? But many times we don't do that because we're thinking that God doesn't want us to be blessed or God doesn't want us to have the promises that he has. And here's the thing. Do you know what the main course is? And this is what you have to grab a hold of first because it doesn't matter, you know, about what everything is around it. You got to understand the main course at God's table is always his wonderful grace. Aren't you glad that God gives us grace? And why is that the most, why is that the main, ta- the main course? Why is that? Because we all need grace. It's for by grace are you saved through faith. See, we're saved through grace. We're saved, we're saved by grace through faith, by believing in God's grace and his mercy. But what Jesus did on the cross was enough for you and I. And if you don't grab a hold of that grace and grab a hold of the truth of the grace that God has forgiven you and that he will continue to forgive you, amen. We have, a, we have a real bad tendency to try to hold ourselves in bondage. Here's the problem. We get up there and we taste, we see it's good, but then we mess up, we push ourselves away from the table. Well, I don't deserve to eat any other bite. I got one bite. I got salvation. I'm good. Well, it's like what Cameron said. Just because you give your heart to the Lord, that's only the beginning. We want you to live for the Lord. When you live for the Lord, you get all the benefits and the blessings and all of the great things that God has. Because he wants to reveal his kindness. He wants to reveal his love. He wants to reveal all these things that are all connected with grace. Amen? Amen. They're all connected with this, you know, and it's this great blessing. It's this wonderful thing that, and then everything else kind of comes around it and handle it. But you don't like, you won't like any of the other dishes that are there if you don't understand and enjoy grace. And here, not only for your own stuff, but giving grace to others. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you see the hand of God here in this. Don't let her walk in and cause you guys all kinds of things. I said a lot of things about you, but they, they're going to tell you later, okay? <laughs> they all got nervous. I got threatened them, too. They just got... <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll tell you all the good... It was all good. It was all good. <laughs> uh, 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 okay, come on. <laughs> Y'all got real, real quiet. Like... <laughs> See, I know some of you, you just, you're not going to be able to keep your mouth shut. It ain't going to work. <laughs> but here's the first thing. You can't receive God's grace if you don't show up to the table. You've got to show up and receive it. See, as Christians, what happens is, is that we go there, we receive, we're so excited about it, about what God and Jesus is doing until things don't go the way we think they should have or we mess up and things don't happen and then we kind of have this tendency to say, okay, I know I got a place, but it's probably over here in the corner. No, this is a banqueting table. You got to pull yourself up to the table. You got to get up to the table. See, God, God's been trying for years trying to get us all to come to the table. 
You know, some people have been crawling underneath and they've just been getting crumbs, but we know crumbs will work too. But God doesn't want you to have crumbs. He, you got a place at the table. You're a son. You're a daughter. God's got things. Hallelujah. So we have a right by the de- very definition of grace, which is God's, you know, unmerited favor or God's ability in us to do the things we can't do of ourselves, which simply means that that very definition means that all of us that are born again have a place at the table. And you've got to pull yourself up to that. And also you've got to pass it around, you know, and give those things around there. You know, here, here, here's one of the things that happened is, is that we've got to ask ourselves, am I tasting and seeing uh, the grace of God? And is God's grace really, really good? Is, 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 is it is something that I, I know that I have the grace of God, that I, everything I do is by the grace of God? Amen. So I said, well, what is, what is this great covenant of grace? It's a relationship that you've been brought back in favor with God, that God's not mad, and that everything God has is yours. Amen? See, we look around around us, and we've got all these people trying to define reality to us. Wow. Do you know our world's messed up, folks? You, got, you realize that? Everybody's saying, I mean, it's, it's, it's just so messed up. It's just so messed up. They're trying to tell you what is real, trying to tell you what is up is down, and down is up. And, you know, the Bible says, and in the Bible it says, woe unto him that makes evil good and good evil. They're, they're all in trouble. They're all hurting. They're all going to be so messed up. So don't be following, don't be doing, don't be, I mean, we've, we've got to get into the truth of God's word to know what's right and what actually is truth and what actually is real. You know? Hallelujah. See, because God wants us to lay hold on the promises of God. One of the things that we always, it just seems like this for Christians, it's the hardest thing for them to believe that God actually loves them, that God actually cares for them, and God actually wants them to be blessed. And when we say blessed, what I'm talking about, God wants you to be in good working order. He wants you to have peace. Amen? Because believe it or not, the second thing at God's table is peace. And it's amazing how many people don't have peace. (sighs) See there, I said peace and everybody just went... Yeah, man, you just, you had a morning like uh, Pastor Pamela had, eh? So, you know, uh, I mean, you look at this and the enemy's always trying to steal your peace. So you step up and say, I'm going to take a lot of grace. I need a lot of grace. I'm going to eat a lot of grace. Listen, if you just eat the meat, you're in trouble. You got to have some vegetables with this. You know, got to have some other things around it. But you see, we want to, and they'll say, somebody said, well, here's some pieces now and I'll pass that on. That doesn't look right. I can't, I can't get any peace. Amen? And what did Jesus say in John chapter 14? He said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, but my peace. So if Jesus said, I'm giving you my peace, why not take it? I said, well, you don't understand what's going on in my life. I don't. I don't. Listen, I do know we're going through it, all kinds of things. I mean, we live in so much uncertainty. We don't know from which day or the other in the sense of, of the natural things. But it's the greatest day to be alive because we get to walk by faith. We get to believe that God really, truly is going to take care of the church. God's really, truly going to take care of you no matter what he's going to do, no matter what's going to happen. Amen. You know, I, I read a newsletter. It was so cool today. It was from China. It was from Andrew Braze. It was really cool. He said, listen, he said, we just got this word from our pastors in China. They, they raided in there and they handcuffed the pastor and his wife and they were going to, they were taking them out there uh, to taking them to prison. And then all of a sudden, the guy who was doing it got a phone call. 
And the phone call said, you know, and I'm not sure exactly because when you read the article about it, I don't know if it said that the pastor had COVID or the guy that took the phone call was tested positive as COVID and they took all the handcuffs and, and they ran away in terror. And the pastor took the, all the, you know, got it, they got everybody that was in the car, and they just moved to a different location, and they're having church and everything. He, and he said, so I just wanted to give a good testimony of, hey, COVID worked one time. It was good, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, it was just, just really good. Cool. See, because God, God can do anything. God can come through. And, uh, you know, in the midst of it, you know, that, that word peace means nothing missing, nothing broken. You know, it's shalom. So the problem is, is that we allow everything around us to mess us up. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And here's the reason. You know the reason we don't have peace is because we don't obey. Thank you for your overwhelming response by this truth because we miss it. And then here's the problem. We don't go back and say, hey, pass the grace, pass the grace. I need some forgiveness here. Hallelujah. God's grace, because God says, hey, 1 John 1, 9, if you repent, if you ask God to forgive it, confess, he'll do it, and he'll bring peace. He'll take away all unrighteousness, he'll do all, and he'll bring peace. Amen? Pass the peace. I need to have some peace. Hallelujah. I need to take a hold of this, you know, because the problem is, is we don't trust God's goodness and his grace. See, the third thing is, and I'm going fast because I don't have a lot of time, we've got to, and I'll probably reiterate a lot, is the third thing that's on that table is healing. You know, healing's on the table. Well, the Bible says healing is the children's bread, so you've got to pass the bread. You know, now I know we live in a society that nobody likes bread anymore. Everybody's on this thing, can't have bread. Everybody, I mean, if you're on this diet, can't, I mean, every diet you can't have bread. Did you know that? And then if you do have bread, you got to have gluten-free bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. And y'all laughing because, you know, my wife is gluten-free. So, you know, I've learned to eat gluten-free bread. But the key is, is that I happen to really like bread. I, you know, I grew up having bread at every meal because I like bread. Someone says, well, it's not fair that you can eat bread and don't grow. Well, the key is that's true in that sense. But in the other sense is, is that, uh, you know, you, of course, you've got to do everything in moderation. And one, but, I, but I mean, I like bread. But I like that the Bible says that healing is the children's bread, which simply means it's the children's food. You know, we have a tendency to look at this, that we pick and choose the promises of God. We pick and choose things that we want to receive. And, and the wonderful thing is, yeah, you can live that way, but you don't get the full benefit of, of the word of God. Amen. You can, I mean, if you want to live sick, you can live sick, but you don't have to. I mean, it's a funny thing about it. People don't believe that Jesus wants to heal them, but they'll go to the doctor, they'll get medicine, they'll get all kinds of prescriptions, they'll do everything trying to get well and not believe that God wants to heal them. Amen? And the funny thing about it is, is that, it, it, you know, it's really crazy for anybody not to believe in healing because if you ever cut yourself, you know your body will heal itself. So you got to believe in it that way, you know. But what happens is, is that people have a tendency to pick and choose what they want. Then they wonder why their life is so not as, as happy as it needs to be. I mean, I want it all. I want to get everything that he has. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I want this. I want to partake of everything. And like I shared with you before, and even I'm going to share it even while she's in there. I'm not afraid of her. I'm doing good. So <laughs> No. 
But it's like this. If she makes things and then we pass it around and if it looks like it's not really getting eating, it's like, well, you don't like that. It's like, you know, and so you don't want to be rude and say, yeah, well, I may not like that as much as I like this. So, you know, I mean, I eat a lot more on faith and healing in my spiritual diet than I do anything else. You say, why do you do that? Because I need that more. I do. I need that. That's what keeps me, keeps me healthy, keeps me whole. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because it establishes a lot of other things in me. I mean, I shared this before. I remember I, uh, when I was in, in Pittsburgh, I, I, I had a lot of pastors and that we had a, a network. And so I was encouraging them. And I always did this because of being a part of the ministry. And so I had a pastor say, hey, listen, I want to come talk to you. You know, things are terrible. So he comes into my office and he's a big guy. He's like six foot three or so, maybe six four, and uh, he, you know, three hundred pound guy, big guy, and uh, real. Sh- and he sits down, and the first thing he tells me, he says, "You're just out of balance," because he looks at my bookshelf, and on my bookshelf, it's all books about faith and healing and all the different ministries and all that different thing. And he says, "You're just out of balance." You're out of, and he he starts to tell me he's the one that's scheduled with me because his life's a mess. Okay, his life, I mean, you know, his marriage is falling apart, his church is falling apart, his kids, I mean, it's just, he's a mess. Okay, and so he, but he, he's, he sits down there for the first 10 minutes, he's telling me how I'm all, all wrong on what I'm believing because I have all of my books on faith and healing and, 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 and what God says, you know, I have to let him ramble, just let him ramble. Then I said, okay, brother, well, let me just share with you. The reason you're coming to ask me why I'm doing good and why my church is good, and why my family's good, my kids, everything's going on good, is because of all those books that you said I'm overbalanced on. And the key is, is that you need to understand, here's what the Word of God says. And I began to share with him, thank God I was able to help him. You know, able to help him, able to do things, because, you know, we have this tendency to really, really get frustrated, especially in the area of healing. Because all of us have believed God to get healed of something and didn't get it. I said it. How come we can't just be real about things? How come we can't just look at things and say, you know, just because you didn't receive healing doesn't mean healing doesn't belong to you. Just because somebody you prayed for died and didn't, you know, get healed doesn't mean healing isn't for us. See, the word of God is the word of God. It never changes. We have a tendency to look at this and, hey, I can sit up here and tell you story after story after story about when it didn't work, but I can also sit up here and tell you story after story after story where it did work, you know? So, so here's the thing, you know, uh, you know, when you prepare something, Jesus, not only is he preparing all of these things, when he was preparing for healing, preparing for peace, or preparing his grace, glory to God, he prepared all that. He wasn't just in the kitchen slaving over to prepare it. He died for it. He died for it. He shed his blood for all of these provisions for you and I. You know? I mean, you know, he wasn't in there just sweating over it. Glory to God. He died for it. He died for your healing. It was by his stripes that you were healed. He died for your peace. Amen? He died for grace to be made manifest in your life. Hallelujah. And for us to not take it, us to not participate in it. Hallelujah. Well, that's a slap in it. If you go to somebody's house and they've prepared all you at least got to try it. You at least got to, because the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? Now, aren't you glad that healing is just a byproduct of grace? It's God's love for you. God wants you to be well. I mean, none of us want our kids to be sick. Right? 
people make God out to, they make God out to be schizophrenic or something. I mean, he's like, he doesn't know what he wants to do. It's crazy. You know, you're just kind of going, wow, you know, hallelujah. But see, the problem is, is that we need to get into the word of God and find out exactly what he said about it and get it real for us. Get it real in our lives. Amen. Now, I understand there's certain things that I don't like to eat. You know, there's a couple of things in here that he did a lot of things like that thing you talked about, the fruit of the spirit, that long suffering food. That's no good. But you know, that's at every table. I have to eat that all the time because you got to deal with people. So long suffering is going to be there. I mean, it's one of the staples. I think long suffering is potatoes. It's like, you know why? Because you're making them, they're trying to make it in all different kind of ways so you'll get it. You know, you know, we don't just make, you know, make potatoes. We've got to make French fries, or we can do, you know, baked, or we do scalloped, or we do boiled, or we do all these different things. They're trying to, trying to get them, so you'll do it all different ways. That's that long suffering. You put enough cheese on anything, it'll work, you know. Hallelujah. I know, I'm making y'all hungry. Me too. But, uh, you know, but getting back to the peace of God, because there's one more, and I'm going to get to that one, and it's an all inclusive one. But, but getting back to the peace of God, how many of you know right now that is one of the biggest things that we need to take hold of because the devil's trying to steal our peace. He's trying to steal our joy that goes with it. It's peace and joy go together. And so, you know, he's really, really trying to get us to take care. He's really getting us to try to think we've got to work at something. Listen, we don't work at our salvation. We work with our salvation and we endeavored how to do, to do the things because God wants it because we want to get people saved. But thank God we're going to make heaven. Thank God that Jesus is the reason we understand it's the blood of Jesus that does it all. But you know, 1 Peter chapter 5 says that we got to cast our cares onto the Lord. Why? Because he cares for us. But we got to cast the whole of our care. We got to endeavor to let God be God in our lives. Listen, folks, God's going to see it through. God's going to make sure that, sure that we have plenty, that God's going to make sure that everything works, hallelujah, for the church, because the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Amen. And he said the church is going to do what it said it was going to do, and he's going to take us out a glorious church without spot or without wrinkle. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah to that, you know. I mean, glory to God. I mean, if, if, we, if we look at here in Proverbs well, Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go over to Proverbs chapter 3 before we go into the next one real quick. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 3, verse 1 says, he says, My son, forget not my law, or don't forget the word, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Now, Living in this world, we don't know if we want length of days or long life, but thank God in the midst of we can have peace. Amen? But if we'll let that be a staple of our life, that it's the peace of God. Say, you know what? I need peace, so pass peace. I need scriptures on peace. Jesus gave me his peace. He said right here, if I remember the word of God, I'm going to have length of days, long life, and I'm going to get peace. Amen? Now, it doesn't mean that you stop thinking. It just simply means that we let the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our heart and mind. That changes everything about us. Amen? Because believe it or not, at God's table, there's everything you need. It's what you need at that time. 
you know, the funny thing about it with God's table is that it'll, it's, you know, he has the ultimate lazy Susan that just keeps going around. It's a, a line, whatever. And the funny thing about it, you can have something in front of you and you go, golly, why, why, why is this coming up? Because you need to eat that. <sighs> but you got to be, at the, first of all, you got to get in with the grace. Get in, okay, Lord, help me to understand how I deal with this. Because it's that there is such an abundance. That's the fourth thing. Because I, I was trying to think, what is the next thing? What are, I mean, I, I started thinking about everything at the table. I said, man, he's got joy at the table. He's got healing. He's got peace. Man, he's got all of this stuff. He's got faith and faithfulness. And he's got meekness and temper. He's got all of these things that, that, that God's given unto us. But he said, you know what? There's, some, there's an abundance. What they need is at the table. Whatever they need, they need to pull up to the table, though. Because God's prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy. So the midst when all chaos is going, you need to go, I just need to sit down. I need to sit down. I need to sit down to the table. Now, did you notice he prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies? So Satan's going to be there too, and all the evil, all the junk's going to be there. But you got a table of peace. You got a table of grace. You're eating portions, glory to God, of healing and health. You're eating portions of joy. And people are like, "What do they? Eat? What do they got?" Do you ever go to a restaurant? Somebody walks by, and you go, "I want that. That looks pretty good." You know. But you might not want that. You never know what it is. But it's like, hey, let's let's do this. See, because the Bible says that we need to be willing and obedient. Then we eat the good of the land, which simply means, hey, guys, we've got to take hold and say, God, you're going to meet the needs. You're going to meet all the needs that we have. Because you said, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, you're going to do that. You desire for us. We're your servants. We're your kids. And you're going to make sure that we're taken care of. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, see what happens is, is that, and here's the, one of the biggest things about this thing, is we got to get our eyes off of the limits of the world, and we got to get our eyes on the abundance of the table. Amen. Yes, the enemy's always going to be tapping you on the shoulders. The enemy's always going to say, hey, you need to come over here. Hey, you need to back away. Hey, remember you did this. Hey, remember you did that. Remember, you had that ugly thought. Remember, you, you look at that person, they got your chair, they got this, they got that. Remember this happened. The, the, Satan's always trying to vie for your time and for your mind. And what you got to do is say, no, I'm going to pull up to the table. You can be here. You think it's going to be going crazy. It's in, you're in the shadow of the valley of, of death. But you don't fear any evil. Why? Because God's preparing you a table in the midst of your enemies. God's going to make it an oasis here. God's going to raise things up. Glory. To, we got to get our eyes on the unlimited riches of Christ. We got to get our eyes on this and just pull up to the table. The thing about it's so wonderful for you and I is because we've got the spirit of God living on the inside of us. When it looks like, well, it, you know, I can't do this. I can't. Do, hold on, what are we going to do? What are we gonna, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pull up to the table. We're going to pull over here because God's got the answer. God's got the answer. So in the meantime, I'm going to pull up and get grace. How do, God, I need your grace. I need your ability to walk through this. I can't walk through this by myself. And I need somebody to pass me the peace. I need some peace right now. We get some peace here. This is good. Get the scriptures of the peace. Thank you, Father, for your peace that passes all understanding. I shouldn't have any peace right now, but I got the peace of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I need some wisdom. I need some strength. I, I need joy. Hallelujah. I need direction. God's got everything for us. You know, when I was growing up, we used to sing a song called Come and Dine. You know, most of you probably know that song. It's called Come and Dine, the Master Calleth. 
Hallelujah. And uh, so, you know, you know, and then, then that, that song was coming. And, just, and, I, and God just, just kind of came up and just said, you know, we need to come and dine. Because how many you know you can get overwhelmed? You can start getting over. The minute that I start getting overwhelmed, or the minute I start thinking I got to do this, I got this, I got too many things to do. I'm not getting this done. Again. I say, okay, time out. I need to, I need to go back and get up to the table. I need to get rid of all the junk that's going on around me. Hallelujah! Because God's prepared me a table. He's prepared things I need to do. The enemy's trying to get me to do this. He's trying to get me to do that. No matter what di- difficulty I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what's happening, glory to God, I can get strength and provision at the table. I can get wisdom at the table. That's why I got to stop what I'm doing and just pull myself up to the table, fellowship with God, and say, here am I, because he's prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My enemies don't leave. All the troubles, all the thoughts, all the things, they're all still there. I just decide I'm going to eat some peace right now. I'm going to eat some grace. Hallelujah. I'm going to let God be God. In my life, I'm going to allow him to do what he says to do. How to do it? Because I believe with all of my heart, he has the answers. And how many of you believe that? How many of you that God actually really does have the answers? How many of you know he's not wringing his hands up in heaven going, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're saying this. I mean, the world's getting pretty crazy down there, isn't it? He said, Yeah. And guess what? The world's going to get crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to read something to you that somebody said. It, it, it was a, uh, they said it several years ago, but I liked what they said about this, about God preparing a table before you in the present. So just listen to this and then we'll close on this, you know, uh, and finish up. It says, this is, there is a feast of abundance in the valley of the shadow of death. Fear no evil, fear not the shadow of death, nor the valley therein. I, your Lord, your Savior, I am the Lord of hosts. And I am the biggest thing in the valley. Have no fear, for the table is full. Come and dine, come and dine. Pass the healing, pass the peace, pass the grace. Yeah, glory to God, even pass the debt-free pudding. (laughs) Pass the miracles down here on this end of the table, please. Come and dine, come and dine, come and dine. When you understand that God has every need that you have, and when you look at things and say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know how you're going to handle this, but I'm going to come to you. And he's inviting us to come to the table. He's inviting us. And I think in the sense that the Lord just began to speak to my heart, and I was just praying. He said, we get so many things, and we get so busy trying to, to, to make everything happen for us out here that we forget that God wants to help and that God has things for us. Amen. He's inviting us and he always has a blessing. He always has the right thing on the table and he has the right thing for us. Because believe it or not, God knows where your seat is. Amen. God knows where you're seated. God knows what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. So we got to come because there's a place there for us at God's table. And when we set up there and it's all about prayer. It's all about fellowship. It's all about going. Because when you get up to the table, hallelujah, you're not going up to the table to talk about, let me just tell you how terrible my day was. Because the guy next to you is going to say, listen, let me tell you how bad mine is, but I ain't got time. I'm eating some peace right now. <laughs> See, that's the peace. You need to eat. Just eat. Like what used to be. Used to be, you know, uh, that uh, when, you, when you got to the, of course, you know, when I was growing up, we all talked at the table. But when my grandparents were growing up, we go to my grandparents' house, nobody talked at the table. You ate. 
And then you went to the living room with whatever you go to. Then you talked. We're eating now. We don't talk now. You eat and talk later. I think that's why when I grew up, my dad said, we ought to talk. <laughs> so it was good. But, uh, you know, but when you step up to God's thing, you're not there to discuss what's on the table. You're there to partake. Isn't it amazing that when we get before the Lord, we want to discuss with him, we want to talk with him, we want to try to share with him, we want to try to tell him all of the things, but we never eat. See, many times we come into the presence of God in prayer, we come and we, get, and we tell him all of our troubles, we tell him everything that's going on, and, and we kind of get, ah, ah, and we relieve all the pressure, and we think, oh, this is so good. But we never get an answer because we never eat, we never partake, we never get it. So all we did was relieve the pressure. But then you get up and pick up all your junk and go with you again. You never leave it there. Why? Because you've got an emptiness, but if you don't fill it up with joy and peace and, and all the things in the grace of God, if you don't fill it up from there, you're going to carry all your cares. You're going to take everything with you again. And then once you get burdened, you're going to come and you're going to unload and you're going to feel good again because I talked to God about it. Well, don't talk to God about it. Give it to him. Let him work on it. Take hold of it. I'm just going to, and when the devil said, what are you going to do about that? I said, no, glory to God. I ate some peace. And God's got that. I gave that to God. I left that at the table. I left it right at the table. God's got it. He's working on that. He said, I'm going to give you peace. He said, I'm going to supply all your needs. I'm working it all out. I'm giving you favor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, that's the dessert. See, the dessert is favor. The dessert is, that's the dessert. I want some dessert. Who give me some of that favor. So that God's working things out. You know, I know I use this as a natural analogy, but it's something so big that God's got, he, and the, the word of God always talks about it. But listen, God's got a place at his table for you. Yes. Amen. And guess what? Everything on that table is awesome. And, and it's all yours. And you have a right to get it. And the wonderful thing is, glory to God, yeah, you got to get up there, but you got to get the grace because that knows that you have a seat there. So you got to eat the main course first. Hallelujah. But you can go right to favor, right to the pudding, or right to whatever you like. You know, whatever the good stuff is, you get it. But it's whatever, because how many of you know that if you need long suffering, it's going to taste good? Amen. Now, I find myself stepping up to that table all the time. Say, okay, Lord, I need some long suffering. So and so just, they need some help. God bless them. I'm praying for them. I'm praying that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Lord, I'm praying that you cause grace and mercy in their life. And I'm going to thank you that I can partake of long suffering so I can help them through this. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. Lord, I've just shared, and it's been a little bit humorous and a little bit sharing, but it's from my heart to know that you have prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies, that there is provision that's been made for all of us during this hour and this time. Everything looks interesting. And we see things that seem to have been nice that have been uncovered and become crazy. And Father, we see wars and rumors of wars. And you told us when we see all these things, we're supposed to lift up our head for our redemption draws nigh. But Father, in the midst of this, just as you told David that he said, and as he wrote this down, and God's speaking, that God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You also went on and said that you anoint our head with oil. That you've given us an anointing. And it's fresh oil from heaven that gives us a freshness that we can walk in that anointing. Hallelujah. And that freshness that you have. And Lord, you went on to say that our cups are running over. So Father, thank you that our cups are running over. Because we're yielding ourselves to you.
Thank you for Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for these wonderful folks that are here, that your hand is upon and those that are watching too. Father, that everybody that's a part of Harvest Bible Church, hallelujah, your hand is upon and you're going to cause blessing. You're going to cause increase to come into their lives. Lord, thank you. Thank you for grace. Thank you for peace. Thank you for healing. Thank you for your abundant supply. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Father, thank you for faith because it's by faith that we receive all things. We honor you and love you. That it's, You said it's by grace are we saved through faith. And it is a gift of God. We couldn't do it ourselves. So Father, thank you for each and every person that's here. But if there's somebody here that's coming, they're hurting. They need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I don't want them to come into this place thinking, wouldn't that nice? It's like, yeah, but I don't know God. And I don't know if he really would do that for me. Listen, Jesus said, come. Come. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon me. Hallelujah. Take my yoke upon you and take his yoke. Hallelujah. Because his burden is light and his yoke is easy. Jesus declared that if you would believe in him, you would be saved. Paul said it like this. If you'll just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. And if you're here and you've never done that, are you, you need to do it again. Don't ever let the devil tell you, well, I did. And I don't want to get, listen, if God's tugging at your heart, you just jump in the river. You say you can declare his lordship so many times. I'm so glad that I've declared his lordship every day of my life, that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and he is my Lord. He is my savior. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, if I do that and I believe that, then I'm born again, that I'm saved, that I make heaven. So if you're here and you'd, you, you've not done that, or you need to do that today, or you need to do that while you're watching. Listen, that's what it's all about. Because that's the start. Let's partake of grace. Let's come up to the table. He's got a chair with your name on it. Hallelujah. And all you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. And I I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Hallelujah. So if you're here and you need to do that, just raise your hand real high. We'll all say it together and we'll all get blessed. We'll partake of grace this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, Father, thank you for each and every one. But Father, we do partake of grace. We come up to the table and we thank you that it's your grace. It's your grace that is sufficient, that enables us to live this life. Hallelujah. Father, thank you that no weapon formed against us can prosper. And every tongue that is rising up against us in judgment, we get to condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith God. He's the one that makes us stand. And so right now, by the Spirit of God, if you're here and the enemy's been bombarding you about things that have happened in past weeks or the past things, and he's bringing condemnation or guilt, and you're a child of God this morning, you need to get free. You need to say, you know what? Done today. I'm stepped up to the table and I've got grace. God's amazing grace sets me free. I get forgiveness Hallelujah, because I can step up and say, Father, thank you for your grace that gives me the ability to repent. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness that restores me. And now I can partake of peace. I can partake of joy. Hallelujah, glory to God. I have a right to be at the table. So just let God love you. Just let God's grace heal you. Just let God's grace restore you. God's a God of restoration. 
Don't let the devil, not for a moment, hallelujah, keep you in bondage. Keep you in bondage. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You repent, you ask for forgiveness, and you rise above it, and you walk in the victory that God has. Because God, when you ask for forgiveness, God puts your, your sin as far as the east is from the west. It's gone. It never meets again. It's gone. Hallelujah. And you stand before him as if you'd never sinned. Hallelujah. And you have a right to be at the table. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father, for meeting and supplying all of our needs. Lord, you're going to do supernaturally. Thank you for the suddenlies. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. And Lord, we just honor you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen and amen.